0: Hello everybody and welcome to McKay's Music Corner, a musical discussion podcast that and it starts... starts right now. everybody, and welcome back to McKay's Music Corner, a musical discussion podcast starring yours truly. <laughs> uh, I I think at some point I'll get the hang of the intro, but for now I'll just do weird improvised stuff like that and hope for the best. But yeah, welcome back to another episode. We're back at it, and I've got a lot of great songs to talk about today. Some music news. But yeah, it feels nice to finally be able to go through these songs I've been listening to for the past year or couple of years, and be able to finally put my feelings on them into words and to share those with people. First off, I want to talk about some news that has come to my attention. This is unfortunately some bad news and also a bit confusing. The band Drugs, aka Destroy, Rebuild, Until God Shows, Featuring Craig Owens, the lead singer of Chiodos, they have cancelled their upcoming Fall 2021 tour. In a statement on their social media, they said this, Drugs fans, as much as we can't wait to get back on the road and see all of you, we're even more excited to bring you our new album. Due to some delays in the studio, as well as wanting to make this record reach its full potential, we're going to have to cancel our Fall 2021 tour. Rest assured, you'll have plenty of chances to see us in 2022, and you'll be hearing about those chances very soon. Right now, our focus is making this new drugs album worth the wait. All refunds will be available at the point of purchase. Thanks for your patience, and we'll see you soon. So obviously this wasn't what I was wanting to hear. I had been looking forward to this tour since they announced their reunion a while back because I never got the chance to see Drugs live back when they started in 2011. They shortly disbanded a few years later, maybe even just a year later. They weren't around very long. But their album that they put out was fantastic, so I was really looking forward to hearing those songs as well as the new, hyped-up songs that have been teased for years and years, it feels like. So I'm not sure how to feel, because I have the utmost respect for the musician Craig Owens, and I've been really excited for anything he puts out, and I've been following him ever since I heard his voice and heard his music. And this just kind of feels like a slap in the face a bit. It's a weird reason to cancel a tour, in my opinion. There was no even mention of pandemic, there was no issue there. According to this apology, this cancellation announcement, the sole reason was to make sure they finished the album. I don't know why you'd announce a tour with VIP tickets and all these exciting things and announce all the merch and tease the new members and then get all this stuff worked out with all these different venues and then to just pull the rug from underneath it all and really just disappoint every fan that was planning on going to these shows. It puts a sour taste in my mouth and I I know there are things out of your control and they want to get the record finished before going on tour. I just feel like it could have been coordinated a lot better. There could have been a lot more planning and foresight into how long the record was going to take, how much of it they had done. I hope they can put all their effort and energy into a fantastic second album, the return of drugs. It's hard not to be disappointed and to feel a little let down by the band. And the reasoning to me just, it doesn't fully make sense. I would be more than happy to get the album after their tour was done. I imagine they have more than enough songs in the works for the second album, as well as a catalog of their first album songs. There'd be more than enough for a set list. I don't get it. I just think of the band The Rex, who did a headlining tour when they only had 3 songs total released. They did a whole headlining tour with only 3 songs under their belt, officially recorded. And they, they pulled it off and they did an amazing job. I guess we'll see what happens with that. I'm bummed out that my VIP tickets are being refunded, at least I get my money back. I'll have to be honest, there will be some hesitation on me purchasing the next VIP ticket, because who's to say that won't be cancelled as well? Alright, next I briefly want to touch on is Halsey's album film, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. This is a 50 minute or so long film experience that Halsey released alongside the full album. It did go into select theatres for one special night. I unfortunately didn't get the chance to see it then, but I recently was able to watch it on HBO Max, which is the only place you can currently watch the film. The poster itself describes it as a disruptive album and film experience from the mind of Halsey. So to be honest, I had lower expectations not knowing what to expect. Halsey hadn't done anything like this before, to my knowledge. The only person I know who has done something like that would be Melanie Martinez, who I believe it was 2019 or so, she released K-12, through the album, along with the film. And that was a really fun film and experience to hear the new songs from the album. All the songs were in the film, and they kind of worked as individual music videos and performances. So it was really cool to see, so I thought I'd give this one a chance by Halsey, and I'm glad I did. I would say it's not as good as K-12, through there are definitely some flaws, but with it only being a 50 minute or so runtime, it is a low investment, and overall I was satisfied with what I got. The key difference here with Halsey's film album is that The songs that appear in the album do not work as individual music videos or even performances because Halsey's character isn't even singing them or performing them in the film. Rather, they work as the soundtrack that provides the atmosphere, emotions, and the story for the film itself. And I thought that was a cool approach to things. My husband preferred the way K-12 through did it with it being Melanie Martinez performing the songs in the film and singing them like a traditional music video. But I appreciated this different approach to it and I thought it worked for the most part. The film itself was beautifully shot. The cinematography was really good. It had this cool dark spookiness to it because there were definitely horror vibes in this album film experience. I thought the costuming and makeup were really great. Although, a lot of the outfits that Halsey wore and the makeup did seem a bit anachronistic, but that didn't bother me too much. And what I mean by that is that the story takes place in kind of a medieval, old-timey setting, and (laughs) Halsey wore these jeweled grills in her teeth. They were covered in tattoos and had these elaborate gowns and colors and hairdos. So I don't think it was accurate to medieval times, but it didn't bother me too much, like I said, because it was, a, it was a fun experience and definitely makes their character pop as the protagonist. The sets as well were really great. I thought they looked realistic. I wasn't taken out of the film by shoddy set work. The environments looked like where they were taking place for the story, And even the songs themselves weren't even in full, in fact, the full album doesn't even get played as the soundtrack in the film. Instead, they used snippets and remixes and instrumentals of the various songs that appear on the album to tell the story alongside the cinematography. And there is also hardly any dialogue in this film, so it it does heavily rely on that music to tell most of the story. And while lyrically a lot of it doesn't fit or really make sense for what's happening on screen, I think the overall vibes and what happens on screen are able to do the job well enough. But yeah, if you're interested in seeing it, it's available on HBO Max and should be there to stay. All right, so let's get into discussion and thoughts on several songs that I have planned for today. The first song I want to cover for today's episode is called I Hate Everyone, and this is by Sarah Berrios. This song was released on May 26th, 2021. So this is a song I stumbled upon completely by accident, actually. I think it was most likely from Spotify Discover that sometimes goes automatically once you finish a song and you don't have anything cued. And I cannot praise Spotify Discover enough, because there are just so many songs and bands I've discovered this way, and I've stuck with them ever since, for a lot of them. It's been a great way for me to find music I enjoy by a lot of amazing, somewhat smaller artists. First off, I love me some palm muting on the guitar. It's such a cool sounding technique that is performed on guitar. And basically what it is, is where when you're strumming the strings, you use part of your hand to mute or muffle the strings to give it this (laughs) type of sound. Hopefully that's a good description of it, but if not, look up palm muting. Just search it on the internet. But this song starts off with that on guitar and I love the way it sounds. I love what it does for the feel of the song. So, I Hate Everyone is a love song but with kind of a fun spin to it that sort of flips traditional love songs up on their heads. Instead of singing about the various qualities she enjoys about the subject of the song, she talks about how annoyed she is with most people and how introverted she is as well. The singer doesn't necessarily state that she loves the person she's singing about, Rather, she finds that this person is the only one she doesn't find herself hating or being annoyed with. So I really like the defiance of expectations there and the sense of humor it has about it. She can't quite put her finger on it, but for some reason, this is a person she seems to enjoy spending time with. So let me highlight some of my favorite lyrics off this song that exemplify what I'm talking about. But something about the way I don't want to die when I'm with you... I guess I wouldn't be upset if you stuck around for good. And also, can't stand Cinderella, but fairy tales must come true, cause I hate everyone but you. I really like those lyrics. There's something about you that doesn't make me want to (laughs) die. I think it's just a funny perspective to things. She's just so annoyed with everyone else, and everyone else really gets on her nerves. But this one person she's singing about doesn't make her want to die, so there's something about them. I also really love the drums on this song, especially the way they sound in the choruses and on the bridge. It's this almost tinny or airy sound, and it sort of sounds like this. (laughs) I'm trying my best to replicate it, but... Well, uh, if you know, you know. (laughs) But anyway, I really like the drums. It sounds really cool. And I think the chorus is my favorite part to the song. I really love the na 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 na, and that is a singing part that happens on the chorus. It's just really catchy, and you, I can't help but sing along to that na 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 part whenever I listen to this song. The verses in this song remind me a bit of Neon Trees with how her voice sounds and flows, and also, if she has one, I really like her accent. But at the very least, I like how her voice sounds while singing. I like that the last repetition of the chorus on the song starts with the sound of a whistle blowing, and then also the instruments are pulled back more, and the drums themselves strike a bit slower, and it makes it all sound like this big finale, and there's the chanting of the na-na-na that's done a bit slower too. It kind of like this build-up, and you can kind of imagine someone kind of waving their arms, orchestrating it, like having the class all sing at once. It's a really cool effect, and I really like that with the last repetition of the chorus. Yeah, I have just nothing but good things to say about the song, really, and I'm really glad I found the song and this artist, because I also enjoyed the song that came out afterwards called Thank God You Introduced Me to Your Sister, which is another tongue-in-cheek type of song that makes a joke of the boyfriend was no good, but thank God you introduced me to your sister. We, we get along a lot better, and she's more my type. <laughs> so, yeah, her name is uh, Sarah Berrios. Please check her out on Spotify. I Hate Everyone will be included on the playlist for this episode. All right, next we're going to get a bit heavier with this next song called Die For You by Bring Me The Horizon. This song was released September 16th, 2021. Something I really like about the band Bring Me The Horizon is that they are really good at making these beautiful melodies while still implementing their own blends of heavier emo sounds like screaming and darker lyrics. They play around a lot with genre and sounds, and I really like that about them. They have a lot of fun with their songs, and they've made them a lot more accessible, honestly, than their earlier stuff, I would say. They also don't let any one genre define the band, and they don't let their deathcore, metalcore roots hold them back. There are a lot of people that comment on every Facebook post that I miss Suicide Season, I miss Count Your Blessings, which are two of their heavier metalcore releases. And it just, it gets old seeing that stuff on social media posts. People have the right to not enjoy newer music, but it just gets really annoying when they just say the same things over and over, and you see it with every band, honestly. But in my personal opinion, I feel like Bring Me The Horizon's change in direction has been nothing but positive, and ultimately it's, it's the only music by them that I enjoy. Because of their change in sound, the band is also widening their scope, and by doing so they're acquiring a bigger and even younger fan base. This new song, Die For You, is the type of Bring Me The Horizon that I enjoy. And personally, I can't listen to any of their music that released before their 2013 album release, paternal I've given it so many tries, but I just, it's just... Not only is it hard to understand, but it just doesn't appeal to my ears the same way that this stuff does. So i if the genre has the word core in it, More often than not, I dislike it. The song itself is fairly repetitive, but I don't say that at all in any negative way. Compared to some of the other songs I like by this band, this song is a lot simpler when it comes to the lyrics. The lyrics are more to the point, rather than their usual tongue-in-cheek, dark sense of humor. I don't think this is a negative thing. I appreciate that ability to shift back and forth, or to try other things. And for the themes of the song, I think it works to its advantage. As with a lot of Bring Me the Horizon songs, the singer Ollie Sykes sings about the complicated and difficult relationship he has with addiction, specifically addiction to drugs. In an interview, he talks about the song and how the addiction is comparable to having a mistress or some secret shameful affair. Not only is it a relationship that is harming him, but it is hurting other people as well. Though luckily he has since been clean for quite a while and dealing much better with the addiction but it is often a subject that gets brought up in their music. This song's lyrics are pretty violent and kind of angry and dark, so if you're not a fan of those type of things, I would stay away from it. I really enjoy this band, and I'll continue to get blown away with the creativity they show with each new release. Alright, let me talk about this next song. This song is called Sucks For You, and it is by Sophie Cates. So this is another artist that I stumbled upon by complete chance. My friend and I were hanging out at his house, opening Pokemon packs and building decks, just enjoying some music that was playing on his radio. And this was one of the songs that came up on the music station he cast to the speaker. And as soon as I heard it, I fell in love. I made note of some of the key lyrics I was hearing on the song, and I looked up the artist later that night. And that artist was known at the time as Silver Sphere, but she has since changed her band name to her actual name, Sophie Cates. It's kind of like a rebranding for her, I'm thinking, with the name change. I personally really liked the artist's name Silver Sphere. I thought it sounded really cool and pretty, and perfectly described, in a way, the type of music she made. But ultimately, I just really enjoy her music, so I'm fine with the name change, and I look forward to the new music that will hopefully be on its way soon. So this song itself was released on June 12th, 2019, and it later appeared as one of the tracks on her EP titled YIKES! (laughs) that's with an exclamation point. Sucks For You is the song that really got me into her and introduced me to her as a band. And I'm so glad, because I really enjoy this song and the EP. I really like how her vocals sound, and I really like the sounds she creates in her music. It is kind of like this silver sphere. It's its own atmosphere, this poppy, with electronic and fun sounds, and it creates these very chill vibes. This song focuses on the positives after a really bad breakup and it talks about how things are going to be okay now and it also taunts the previous partner in a way with the repeating of the phrase, Sucks for you. Sophie says sucks for you so many times in this song. It's, you know, it's in the chorus and it's the name of the song. She's telling this person she's broken up with, Sucks for you, you're missing out. I'm doing so much better now. I don't need you anymore. She also realizes that she's much better off, even though the pain is still there, and doesn't seem to go away. My favorite lyric from the song is this one. Sucks for you, babe. I thought that it would kill me, but I'm okay. And I think this line is really powerful. It's such a short line, but it is able to express just how painful the end of the relationship was for her. And while it didn't kill her, she's not doing amazing either. Just okay. But there's this acceptance of it, because okay is a great first step, and it takes a lot of strength just to do that. Yikes! Yikes EP is probably one of my favorite EPs by an artist. I really like it, I've listened to it a lot of times, I think each song is really good, and there's a plethora of different sounds and themes that appear on the EP. It's a really enjoyable introduction to this artist. In an article by Jawbreaker Zine, Sophie's music is described as the kind of music you would hear in a daydream. And when asked how she'd explain her music to a new listener, Sophie said, I guess I would describe it as pop with unexpected other influences every once in a while. While her last release was in 2020, with her recent name change from Silver Sphere to Sophie Cates, she has teased that new music is on the way and she is excited for fans to hear it. She even included a snippet of a new song in one of her most recent Instagram posts. I personally look forward to all new music from her, and I'll be sure to talk about her new releases once they come out. The next song I want to talk about on this episode is Found My Friends by Hayley Kiyoko, and this song was released on April 30th, 2021. I love this song so much. I don't even know how to express it. I know my voice can be pretty monotone, I try to add excitement or emotion to it, but I also don't want to come across as fake or trying too hard, but I really love this song. I just really relate to it, and listening to it makes me really happy, and it sort of acts as a reminder of how grateful I am today. Haley Kyoko's personal meaning behind the song is more focused on herself, which I relate to as well, but I also like to listen to this song and have it be a celebration of the good friends I have today. In an interview with Nylon, Haley Kyoko had this to say, I wrote during a challenging time when I realized instead of being my own worst enemy, I could actually be my own best friend. She also said, It's all about finding friendship within yourself in moments where you'd otherwise feel totally alone. So actually, up until doing research on this song, I didn't even know it was about the friendship with oneself. I thought it really was more literal and talking about finding those good friends in your life and having them to rely on. And while it isn't what I thought it was, it doesn't ruin or invalidate my interpretation of the song or the experience for me. Because self-love is such an important thing to have and to be working on, so I love her message behind the song and the honesty through her vocal performance. It feels like this happy anthem of loving yourself and loving good friends. Hayley Kyoko also released a music video for this song where she dances and sings the song in a beautiful-looking, empty hotel. In the music video, she lets herself feel those feelings and perform them on camera, so it feels like a very raw and emotional experience. I'm not sure if there was this planned choreography for the dancing, or if it was more interpretive or improvised, but honestly, either way, it was great. I think if it was improvised, that was probably better, because it just allows her to just feel the song and do the dancing that comes to her on the spot. Not only that, but Hayley Kyoko also directed the music video itself. I love the way it sounds, I love the message, I love the lyrics, and I love the way I personally interpret the song and relate to it. This song makes me want to dance through my feelings as well, just like she did in the music video. And that's what I really like about music, is that what music allows you to feel is powerful and it's also very personal. With me, recently, feeling like I have a really good group of friends that are actually good friends and not douchebags, friends that treat me well, appreciate me for me, and take care of me, this song just means a lot to me, and I, I love listening to it and thinking of my friends and the good times we've had since we've known each other. Yeah, it's just, it's it, you know, it's an emotional experience for me to listen to this song. A happy one of, a really grateful, because I can look back at a younger version of myself, one that didn't have friends that treated him well, and I've just come a long way, and I'm just grateful for where I am today, and I, I also feel like I'm better friends with myself as well. I like the repeating of, I found my friends, I found my friends, in the choruses, I think it's really catchy and heartwarming. And I also really enjoy the simplicity of the song's bridge, because in the song's bridge it just repeats this phrase over and over again. It says, I just want to dance with you tonight. It says this over and over while the music builds up. It's really beautiful. It's such a simple request and sentiment, and it feels really cute, especially as you see Hailey Kyoko dance in the music video, and she's dancing by herself and just really enjoying it. I haven't personally danced with any friends, but it seems like just a really cute and innocent activity to want to do with the people you care about. So yeah, those are my thoughts on the song Found My Friends by Hailey Kyoko. Alrighty, let's get into the focal point of today's episode, the meat. This is a song I've been listening to since its release, and I've wanted to talk about for a while now. And prior to recording this episode, I I kept trying to think of what I wanted to say on it. I feel like I came up with a good amount of words to describe my enjoyment of this song and some of the background to its history. So let's get into it. It's called Who Am I Now by Chills. This is a song that was released on May 17th, 2019. So I think this is going to be a really interesting topic for the episode because this is probably going to be music that nobody has heard before. For those of you who don't know, Chills is most well known for being a narrator for top 10, top 15 videos on creepy or scary internet videos. He's also well known for having a very distinct, monotone voice. Chills is a YouTuber that uploads videos weekly and he consistently gets a good amount of views, some of his videos even pass the million view mark. But most average around 400,000 plus views, which is really good. Currently, Chills has over 5.5 million subscribers on YouTube, which is no small feat. But even with this noticeable success, with his deadpan delivery and unusual voice he's often made fun of, You might have even, without knowing, heard some of the memes that have been created from him. Most notably the number 15, Burger King Foot Lettuce. So yeah, you've probably heard of the Burger King Foot Lettuce joke. Or, you know, heard that somewhere online. And he's where people got it from. But why do I mention any of this? In addition to making top 15 lists about creepy internet videos, Chills also makes music under the same name. And today I will be talking about my favorite song, by Chills, that I unironically love. When you think of most YouTuber-turned-musicians, my first thought and instinct, and probably yours as well, is to groan. And to ask, oh god, why? But, in my opinion, Chills is an example of one of those YouTuber-musicians that should not be dismissed right away. While a handful of his songs aren't the best, and his most unusual voice can work against him at points, I believe he has it in him to make a really good song. And I think the greatest example of that would be the song titled, Who Am I Now? While I believe this isn't his only good song, I would definitely say it's his best. On Genius Lyrics, a contributor gives the bio for the song as, Another single about a broken relationship. Honestly, I believe that unfairly simplifies it, and it's a disservice to chills. I don't think it's just another song about a broken relationship, I feel like it deserves more credit. I feel like there's a lot more thought that went into it, and it feels a lot more contemplative and introspective, with the song often stating, Who am I now? It states, Who am I now? Which is the lyric that appears in the chorus. I think the question, who am I now, is such a deep and powerful question to ask yourself, and I imagine some of us have thought that question to ourselves from time to time. The lyrics on this song aren't necessarily anything unique, but I really enjoy the self-reflection and the honesty. I'm going to go ahead and read my favorite lyric that appears on the song. These days I just feel so jaded. They say life is what you make it. Stressed out, don't know how to face it. That's why I always stay faded. And it's not only the lyrics, in my opinion, but I feel like the delivery of these lines I just read invoke this sense of exhaustion and defeat. It feels like a big sigh. It gives off that energy of a (sighs) And honestly, this song really isn't the happiest, but the music and the, the sound of it, especially the chorus, gives this hope and optimism. It really reflects what is shown in the song's artwork. The artwork of this song portrays a smiling person in this hot spring or something, and they're smiling and they're enjoying this beautiful sunrise behind them, and it's really colorful and vibrant. It's really beautiful artwork, and I I tried looking everywhere online for who the original artist was to credit them, but I couldn't find anything. So if you're listening to this and you know who did the artwork for Chills, Who Am I Now?, please let me know because I, I think it's really well done. Another really fun aspect to this song that I forgot to mention is that it also features some really beautiful female vocals as well. The vocals kind of act as the background or, you know, the beat to make the song, and I think it's really cool. Let's talk about Chill's voice itself, because like I said earlier, he has a very monotone and kind of goofy voice that he does in his narration videos. But it is his genuine voice, it's his genuine talking voice, and it's his genuine voice that appears in his songs as well. I don't know how to put it into words, but however Chill sings on this song specifically, it just sounds really good, and I think it works. Instead of fighting against how his voice sounds and going places with the voice that don't sound good, I feel like he found this balance that works to his advantage. A few of his other songs go for this creepier vibe and kind of like dark, like the kind of videos he's associated with. And he also does this rapping, and... I think where Chills thrives, honestly, is on these poppier soft tracks. And that's not a bad thing at all. I think you've got to play to your strengths with your voice. I think that's it can be akin to why certain people get placed in certain groups for choir. Everyone's voice is unique and different, and there are some keys or ranges that you just can't hit. It's something to that extent. In this song, I think this is where Chill's voice is able to shine. And it's not even a perfect voice or anything, it's just the uniqueness to a voice really gives it this edge. And even imperfections really do that as well. As long as they're not completely off-key or just sound like a cat in the garbage disposal, it can really make a song really enjoyable. It's part of the reason why I like System of a Down. He has such unique vocals. It's very nasally. (laughs) Serge Tankian's voice is very distinct and sort of nasally, and it just works to me. So I, I really appreciate artists that have unique vocals, instead of sounding like just another person, you know? It can really make you stand out. I think if Chills sticks to this kind of vibe and maybe these types of songs, while still, you know, being creative and experimenting, I think that's where he's best off musically. And to give other examples of songs that I think work, I would recommend checking out Stuck At Home, Sidelined, and Swap Meat. Overall, I am a big fan of Chills. I really like his videos, I like his music, and I really like him as a person. He just seems like a sweet guy. I feel like he works really hard with the amount of videos he puts out in just a week. He makes a lot of content and also has music on the side, so I think it's impressive. He's accomplished over five and a half million subscribers. But something else I really admire about him, and I I definitely want to mention this, is that for the past four years around Christmas time, Chills has also done a Chills Holiday donation, where he donates money to the Calgary Food Bank in Alberta. Last year, in 2020, he was able to raise, or donate, $15,000. He just seems like a great guy, He, he just seems really nerdy, and he just enjoys interesting, creepy videos. Go watch Chills on YouTube, subscribe, Oh, and chills! I would totally be down to collab on a song together, feature my my unique monotone voice as well. We could we could make something cool. Let me know. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode. I hope that it was an enjoyable one. So, if you like it, please uh, leave a review on iTunes, if that's even an option. It might not be, but you can also leave a comment on my social media. You can find me at Instagram at McKay's Music Corner. And be sure to also listen to the playlists that are made with each episode. It will include the list of songs I've discussed in sequential order. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much. This is McKay's Music Corner, signing off.